All right, what's going on, guys? Holiday edition ish. Yeah. Of the Report. Christmas Happy Eve. Happy holidays. Otherwise known as my Rusty. one of my best friend Andy Gregory's birthday. Uh, happy oh, cool. birthday Andy. shout out Andy Gregory shout out Andy Gregory Andy I love I love guys with two first names and I, I, none more than Andy do you um, call him do you call him Greg's Greg's Gregor Greg, Gregsy Sir Gregor Clegane um <laughs> yeah right. so uh cool. anyway Bobby Manning happy at the birthday garden. to happy birthday to everybody else I can't I didn't want to I can't jump the gun on the on the big birthday but happy birthday to everybody else yeah today the rest we, another, we got an important one in a couple of days Okay. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, so let's get to the game. Uh, we're going to try to, we're going to race through quick. It's Christmas Eve tomorrow. People have travel issues. Bobby's Bobby's going to try to survive an ice storm getting home. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Bobby's on the train quick. tonight. A little train life, dude. Yeah. The commuter rail. Can't beat it. I'm not going to say which one you are. I don't want you to get hounded, but. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to say, I want to say, you know, one of the things tonight was two point success. Um, but they still shot 46 threes. So, right? They shot. Yeah, they shot a lot of threes, threes, but a lot of shots at the rim, too. A lot of transition. But they got more buckets at Good the balance. rim. They attempted a ton of threes, but they got more buckets at the rim. You could tell right out of the gate. Like, again, you could see these games where they have, like, a plan. And, again, welcome in everybody, Garden Report. We love you. What's going Welcome on? Welcome in. We started this one kind of quick. I think people are scrambling. We started right quick, but um, the uh, you saw right out of the gate just the first possession or two. You know, just kind of what they wanted to do. They got a couple paint touches, um, and you know, for right out of the gate, they worked it into Horford in the post. Tatum cuts back door, goes in. You know, attempted slam doesn't get it. Gets to the free throw line. You could tell there was a little bit of a uh, urgency to try to get. Be a little bit more aggressive. The ball was moving. They just couldn't hit anything. So even though they were trying to play that uh, the the style of basketball that they were in the first two months of the year, uh, it wasn't effective because they still couldn't shoot. Um, and then it kind of turned around, Bobby. What did you see in the second half that kind of like jump started them? Some good pace and Marcus Smart. I think his return in many ways is the story of this game. Jalen Brown, great in the second half too, aggressive, but. Those outlet passes in the fourth, yeah. some of his defensive activity early, forcing turnovers and just connecting with guys on cuts, setting up sets. Uh, he was great in this one, only shoots five times. Thought he had a lot of good driving kicks in this game. They just got back on track. And was it a great game? No, I think I think it was a good game. They had a lot of trouble in the first half, gave up a handful of leads after they played some good stretches of minutes. But to blow it open late and look like the Celtics it. again for a quarter and a half is – what you needed tonight, and you'll take it. And I think a ton of guys had good games. The defense was excellent, I think, for probably 70% of this game. And you turn that into offense. So, you know, you've seen the stats, John, from the last couple of games here. They've actually shot well when they've gotten into the half court quickly and taken a shot in the first, like, 8 to 10 seconds of the shot clock. And a lot of that's transition runouts, of course, but also good three-point looks early in the in the in the uh, shot clock and smart's so good at getting them set up on those. I mean, two of those outlets to end the game there were off of Minnesota misses and he still got it ahead to Brown on both. One was off a make. Yeah. Off a makes. Yeah. Both of those were off makes. So yeah. 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 So they're back on track. Yeah. We'll see on Sunday. This is an easy opponent. I think I just don't know what's going on in Minnesota, but again, take advantage. And they did. What a goofy bastard uh, Rudy Gobert is. Holy crap. JB, Mer- it's a Merry Christmas oh. to you, my friend. 
Oh, wow. I'm going to actually be able to give some gifts this year. Thank you, JV. From the back of the Amazon. This isn't this isn't our Amazon guy. No, it's not. It's not, but but shout out to Amazon guy too. He's he's probably busy right now, I would imagine, with everything going on. But, but I uh, love you know what it is? I'm gonna say Bobby shout plus out. Luke, new all-time Christmas video. There it I, is. I'm gonna say shout out to Nick Gelso for this one who put that together. He loves he loves his things, his, he, his videos. He, Nick loves to get the characters stuff. moving. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, I gotta say, Bobby's was hilarious. I thought mine was pretty funny. John, I don't know if I saw yours. I don't know if there's one out there floating around yet. I told him not to do one. Oh, oh, well then that then we're definitely gonna have to have him do one then. Yeah, sure. I don't know whether he's so did for or people didn't. who don't know, we 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 have a little Christmas special episode that's either out or coming out. And within that, Nick Gelso, the very talented Nick Gelso has taken some bits and pieces of it and turned us into like caricatures that are running around dancing. Like elves, I guess. John, you did call me an elf. That was quite hurtful, actually. Let's go. Um, back to the game. And by the way, I'm getting a lot of comments. I'm seeing about um, the paper towel situation going on behind me. I am uh, home for the holidays. My parents do buy in bulk, and you are guys are correct. I could, I can clean up. If there's a spill in New Hampshire, I'm there. I can clean it up. <laughs> For the first, next week. First responder. <laughs> yeah. Just shoot me a text. Fire it in my Twitter. I will be there with all the paper towels in the world to help you out. We need to we need to just I should have known better. I should have I should have moved those, but it's literally just going for the like OGs. That, you know? For for the OGs though, they know that, that that's the thing. They they know that during COVID that was happening. So anyway, moving Jimmy's on home from for that. the holidays. This is the this is when he's back in homeschool. This is what this it looks like it. down there. I'm on cleanup duty. I'm down in the basement. It's classic, like, mom's basement situation going on as we speak right now. So, anyways. Hey, Ma! <laughs> Ma, the brownies. Meat, meatloaf. Um, there's a lot the brownies to- would be out by now. <laughs> What's she doing up there? There's a lot. Um, Speaking of brownies. You guys have all commented on the game. I haven't said one thing in the game. I got to give my shout out to Jalen Brown for showing up in the fourth brown, quarter. Brown gets the brownie. Brown gets the brownie award tonight. Um... Brown Ten points in two minutes to start the fourth. That was incredible. Aggressive as hell. Gave him exactly what I, I don't know if if Missoula was just like Jalen. We're giving you the ball. We want you to be the only guy on the in the gym right now. Just go to the hole, do your thing. And Jalen Brown just went went on and did that. He does sometimes because that that is what he does sometimes. And it, I understand that it's impossible to do that for forty eight minutes. But I wish that he did it a little bit more. Um, Still a little cold from a three, but I'm not going to criticize that. I'm going to focus on the good in the fourth quarter. It's the holidays. We're going to be positive and spread cheer. And I'm choosing to focus on the fourth quarter performance of Jalen Brown. I thought it was desperately needed. This could not This could not have been a game the Celtics lost. Um, you know, shout out Minnesota and Anthony Edwards. I think Anthony Edwards is a top five, ten future talent in the league. I think if he, I think he has that potential anyways. Uh, maybe five's a well, little. He five's hammered a little, them for a while. Five's game, a little yeah. much, but you guys know what I'm saying. He's an unbelievable <laughs> athlete and player. No, he's great. But, uh, I mean, Brown is so funny, interesting, too, because between the fourth quarter and the third quarter, he came out gunning in the third quarter as well, but he yeah. didn't hit a freaking thing. I think he missed four. Well, Tatum wasn't and- out there, right, in the fourth? He missed in the third quarter. Jalen missed four threes in the first like two and a half minutes of the quarter. Really sloppy start as Minnesota kind of extended the lead. Then in the fourth quarter, just bing, 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 bing. Just everything dropped. So I mean, that's what he that's what he does. It's still not an outstanding shooting. Now he hoisted a ton of shots tonight. Yeah, Was I it twenty nine? Thirteen threes. Oof. And thirteen threes. So yeah. How many? Thirteen. 
13 of 29 and 13 three-point attempts, 3 of 13. Uh, again, I thought a lot of those were open, though. Those are good luck. So that's what we're going to get into, the well, open open versus rush thing. You know, everything is open, sort of, but they're not great, great, great shots. When they're working for it, it's better. But he did get things going. Um, you know, he got moving without the ball a little bit. He got out in transition. Uh, he attacked. That's, you know, that's key when that stuff isn't falling. Really, when they got back into the game, they didn't shoot their way back into the game. They started to penetrate and attack, and then they started to get those paint touches and then kick out, and then they started knocking down a few threes in that fourth quarter there, and that really kind of changed things. Absolutely. Yeah. Bobby, what you got? Yep. I, you like what they did around the rim in this game. I think 10 or 15 in the third in yeah. the paint area. You didn't shoot well from three in that quarter, two or 12 from three, but that's that's where the game started to turn around. You I think they missed balance. their first nine or eight for that quarter. They they, they yeah. a really rough start, right? And, you know, you took advantage of some Minnesota nonsense, like that play where Rudy was like dribbling behind his back at the top. Uh, they started launching a lot of shots. He was so bad in this one. And What a freaking and, goof, man. Oh, my God. They like, went ice cold. Hey, here we they go. Had, had some wacky lineups out there, and you took advantage. Like Al Horford, I thought, really stretched the floor. Uh, Derek White setting a tone early. I think his contributions were super important, and he got going there in the third again too uh, with the charge take and all that. So good game from him. Good game from Smart. You're pretty much stacking up good games up and down their lineup, and it's been a while since they've been able to We got to a do good Derek end. White game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so getting him going, I think, is super important because he was the guy, even if the team and Tatum and Brown specifically started rolling again, you were still worried that White was going to get lost in the shuffle, that Hauser would fade away. Like those guys lower on the roster that were really struggling there would have some tough times getting back going. And he started, what, what 9 to 12 in one? He was just super efficient. Getting around the basket again, he got back downhill. They were super aggressive. And you know what? They were on Wednesday, too. They just missed a ton. I think they took 57 shots in the paint against Indiana, and they just shot like 46% on them. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports and World Cup. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. This game, much more efficient, much more poison there. They got a lot of free throws too. Yeah. Again, you're back on track. That's all you can really well, say about this one. It's a starting point. Big boy games from a lot of players. Je- Derek White, think you know the haircut, whatever. Uh, you know, like doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, you were you know calling for a haircut last show. The, the new shoes. You know, I hate those. I hate those narratives. You know what does matter though? Hitting shots. Well, no, Marcus Smart was back. And Smart, Smart was huge. So Smart, if it wasn't, if the Brownie wasn't going to Jalen, the Brownie was going to Marcus. I'll for actually sure. say, I'll say for four quarters in terms of consistency, um, I thought it was Marcus tonight. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to the super chat here from uh, Billy, uh, Jalen Brown, I agree. One of the and most I... exciting and confusing and confounding players. Um, he can drive you absolutely nuts one trip, two trips down the court, and then absolutely yeah. catch fire it's just kind of the way he he's gone but um 
he was great. White was good because he scored. He had three baskets total in his last three games. Um, so, so this was a complete, it's hard to do. Man, did he need this? That's you know? a Josue Pavone stat line. To be honest, <laughs> he's he not needed, here to defend himself. But. He needed help, but I, I agree. I thought it was the Marcus effect. Uh, even when it wasn't going well, he really kept them connected. And um, you know, it's and Derek White can be Derek White, and you know, it doesn't have to try to be a different player. Yeah, and you got it honestly up and down the starting lineup tonight. Uh, we, the, the, if we're gonna if we're gonna nitpick a little bit about the game, uh, you got to start looking and potentially worrying about the bench a little bit um, because uh, yeah. They're bad now at basketball. Um, we and suck they were, again. And they were, oh, no, we suck again. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is too bad. But uh, big boy, big boy efforts from the entire starting lineup tonight, including White, who needed this bad, bad, he bad. Did. And you know what? Confidence might just go a long way for certain guys. And White, White seems to be one of those guys. Talk about high, highs. Or, talk about Jalen Brown with his highs being highs, his lows being lows. Man, that is Derek White, right? Because we've seen him, you know, to start this season, 20 games in, we're about to crown Derek White the, uh, you know, you know, first team all offense and first team all defense, I think, at one point. And then, like you said, John, I think he had, what did you say, one basket in the last three games? And really, you can, go, you can go a lot further back than three games to describe how much he's been struggling. But credit to him. You know, this is a night where he was able to sort of look a lot more comfortable out there, play within himself. And again, I don't know if, a lot of that had to do with the fact that Smart was back and, and you know, White kind of slides back into a maybe more natural role for himself. Um, it could be that. Um, or it could just be, you know what, he sees a couple of shots go down and, and that just makes him feel a lot more comfortable out there. I don't know exactly what it is. Or it could be the haircut, you know? I mean, sure, why not? We'll go with the haircut. Look good, feel good. Feel good, play good. Right, John? Thank you for the uh, super chat. There's no better reset. Merry Christmas to everybody in Thank Nashville. You Bar- Thank you, Kay Barboza. Yeah, appreciate that, man. I'm a, I'm a big Nashville guy. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, me too. I've been Fun. there a few times. Um, they probably hate guys like us, though. We look forward to this as well, guys. So thank you um, for, for hanging out with us on Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas Eve Eve, yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Christmas Eve Eve. And then we yeah, have... Yeah, Forgotten uh, Day. You know, this is probably the worst shopping day of the year, Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> yeah. I've had many of those. Yeah, Pink hat time. Uh, oh man, I I've been banned from um, uh, shopping within three days of Christmas anymore because <laughs> yeah, it leaves my wife turn into a monster. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it, I I end up leaving my wife alone. She's I actually so got a phone mad. call. I got a phone call around five. A friend requesting to come along with them for some last minute. It's it's a tra- it's become a tradition, but I'm gonna There's... have to. Uh, Post no good enough friend. Time. That's like the friend who asks you to like help him move out. I don't know what's worse. My, Those are up there. The, 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 no, my favorite, I needed it too, Jimmy. My oh, favorite you need thing, to go too. Gotcha. Okay. I thought you just wanted company. So, what always cracks know. me up is going out uh, holiday shopping late and then like getting impatient. Like, it, listen, asshole. Like, <laughs> I, you know, you, you're yeah. standing in line and people are like, can we move this along? I'm like, you're the freaking idiot that's shopping at 4.30 on Christmas yeah. Eve, dude. Like, it's like you have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> Christmas Eve, everyone should be on the same page. But, like, today's different because, like, there's still that extra day. I feel like you're... today specifically was unique because I think the weather gave a lot of people either screwed a lot of people or the real diehards. My buddy Danny, for example, he was out early this morning just fighting the weather. 
he said it couldn't have worked out any better that, you know, there was this crazy little weather pattern that came through because Helps. it allowed, allowed him to get all his stuff done without fighting all the traffic and people. Shout out yeah. Danny. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I actually big Celtics I, fan, too. I've always liked it because of the lateness um, I, and I like going out uh, Christmas Eve. So I am going to go out for a little bit tomorrow, pick up a couple knickknacks. But yeah, if the, you know what you're getting, the bulk you know is done. Get it, no, I need fine. some stocking stuffers. I need some that's stocking. Fine, but you don't want to be like, oh, I have no idea what to get this person. And I need no, to that's overwhelming. Tomorrow. That's horrible because everything's that's, picked. That's picked a disaster. Up. Yeah. Yeah, um, let's pay some bills real quick, Anyways, and then we'll get sorry. into a little bit more about the game. Um, we'll get a more about the game, but we want to tell you about one of our sponsors here, Rocket Money, um, formerly Truebill. Everybody here has been. I might through need this Rocket before. Money after this after this weekend. Um, uh, you probably have a bunch of unused subscriptions. You have no idea even exists Rocket Money what it does for you. It's gonna uh, put those all in one place. It's gonna seek them all out, and it's gonna say, "Dude, do you want these?" Uh, and the answer is probably in a lot of cases, no. Um, there's probably uh, statistically, um, the numbers show there's about eighty percent of us out there have subscriptions we have no idea we're still paying for. Some of them you've probably been paying for for years. Some of those things have escalated in price so high beyond what it was That's when you were first point. like oh 199 for six months awesome and then you look and you're like i'm paying 27 a month for this there's quite a few of those you have no idea how high they go um so uh, rocket money consolidates all of those uh most people think they spend about 80 bucks a month on this stuff you're spending probably closer to 200 you can save hundreds and hundreds if not a thousand dollars in a year i'm not even kidding yeah and guys that's on average too so there might be like a subscription that charges you like twice a year 35 and you keep and yeah. you keep forgetting to cancel it, but and then it just hits you out of nowhere because they're not going to remind you. They just I think I did that with it. one. I think I did. I don't want to say who because they might they've sure. they've, they've threatened to sponsor our show before, so I don't want to tell you yeah. who it was. They've threatened got... to sponsor our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and John was like, "No, John, what the f?" No, no, no. But I canceled, thank goodness. But I missed, I missed the payment by like yeah. the three weeks, Nothing and I re up for an entire year for two hundred something. Anyway, long story short, check this out at rockamoney.com/garden. You can save hundreds uh, if you can cancel all those necessary subscriptions. The other thing it does finds our subscriptions and sometimes gives you better prices. It'll help you negotiate down, uh, which is a really valuable thing. Uh, anybody who supports any of our sponsors, boom, phenomenal T-shirt. Oh, if God. you buy if you go into rocket money there's a free function if you use the premium function which will really let you uh get going with the stuff that you need uh send us your receipt and i will tell you exactly how you can get yourself and a phenomenal t-shirt uh, rocket Bob, money last yeah. last thing about rocket money it's i know that they're pumping the subscription thing that's great but they also there's there's way more to that when you go to the website it's all about money management so if you feel like you're spending way outside your means or you just don't have a good grip on what you're going what you're spending especially around the holidays you need to get your your shit together pardon my french for for the new year maybe that's a resolution get your finances in order rocket money is a great uh avenue and a great way to sort of get jump started on that okay check that out um bobby i want to ask you a question because um you know uh before the game joe mazula got a little defensive and he's been a little defensive and testy just about how they're playing are they playing well enough uh, is he doing enough of a job to help them right the wrongs should he be letting them play through it and he's definitely kind of gotten you know i wouldn't say defensive but his ears are up right that he knows that like stuff's being said um you know just your thoughts on him 
uh, and, you know, kind of whatever role he might have played in them coming out a little bit uh, better. Because let's put it this way. It wasn't a clean game. It wasn't a perfect game. I think you can say this was a this was an effort game uh, for sure. I, I, this, I did not feel like this was one where um, there was some sloppy stuff. There were some misses early. But I think the effort compared to how they were these last couple of games was uh, significantly higher. Yeah, and people were after Joe. I, I think this chat was probably people online, and I found it interesting. We know Brad never. I say this all the time. Brad's never available to the media, and he showed up at shoot around, jumped in the scrum, and, and that's a big one, and threw a big lifeline to Joe. I thought. I thought that's the biggest reason he came out this morning and took an interview was to really throw his support behind Joe. Say he's doing a great job, and thanks, uh, Nick. That, yeah, the timing was very interesting. Yeah, but it so wasn't. I, it made a lot think, of sense. I think that set a tone for the day. And then, yeah, very defensive of a bunch of different things. I think uh, he heard people responding to his comment on Sunday <laughs> that they played great in the loss. Uh, you know, he's wondering why guys weren't talking about him saying that they had bad possessions and wins, but now highlighting bad possessions and losses and just kind of rattling off a bunch of gripes in terms of the uh, coverage of him, coverage of the team as a whole. And, you know, feeling good about the team's ability to respond. He basically kind of stayed true to this optimism he's been carrying throughout this stretch. And I think he turned a little bit on Wednesday in terms of questioning the effort. But his big thing is that he didn't think the Celtics were intending to come out and play without effort. He thinks that, like, mistakes piled up and guys got down on themselves. And he even saw it in this game sometimes. When the misses piled up, when they made a few turnovers or mistakes early, the defense slipped big time. And I think you're starting to see that be a trend with this team is their offense Their offense kind of dictates their defense. And once they started to rack up some easy looks on the break and around the basket in that third quarter, they got rolling. But very defiant Joe pregame, certainly. And I'm interested to see what he said postgame as well because uh, this is probably one of those feather-in-his-cap type victories. But in terms of his approach there, I think he has had a few moments this year where he's really gotten ahead of himself saying, like, all right, the defense moved in the number one position for a couple games here. Then the third game, they'll have a flop. So I asked about the consistency going in. He kind of shot back on me at me about the defense saying we're top 10, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I think Joe very defensive in terms of the team himself and where they're at right now. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, you've seen this a bunch. I want to just quickly thank you again for the super chat. Um, thank you, are, Vibing. Thanks, Vibing. Vibing. We are going to talk about that Bucks uh, game. I think We will close. answer this, yes. We will, we will answer, answer this. this. We're going to get back to it a little bit later. We're going to talk about it um, uh, in, on the last few minutes of the show, uh, previewing that Christmas game. Bucks, of course, uh, um, as many of you know, lost to the surging Nets. Um, if we do season-ending uh -oh. apology cam, which I think we are going to do, I'm thinking of doing a a, a, a Day of Atonement show. Um, <laughs> that's going to be one for Bobby for sure. Uh, the Nets actually look uh, look real these days, which is interesting. Um, but Plenty Jimmy, we've seen this in sports a million times, right? Like the 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 GM. It doesn't matter what sport. The coach is catching heat. And the GM yep. just makes himself available, whether they just show up to practice or sometimes yeah. oh, some, sometimes up. Brad will do the whip around interview. Like, hey, Globe, do you all guys want to talk to all me? Sudden the Globe hey, has a Athletic, do you guys want to talk? We're making Brad available. Oh, really? For me? No. It was very everybody. surprising. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and I wonder, I wonder, and Bobby, you, you mentioned how um, 
Missoula was a little surly, maybe if that's the word. I wonder if he how what he felt about Brad needing to maybe come down and and speak, and if he thought that maybe that was annoying to him. Maybe maybe he feels like you know that like, he doesn't want to feel like the GM has to go defend him and, and vouch for him and and commend him and stick up for him. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if any of that's true, but I'm wondering if it, if any of those two things are connected. But it, but as John said, it's not strange at all, and it actually. It's it's expected, you know. You want. I think it would have been a lot weirder if we didn't hear from Brad. He's twisting in the wind for a while. It starts right. to become. It's like, why aren't you covering him? You know, like, is there right. a problem? And Danny would do that for Brad, right, John? Well, everybody does it for everybody. And and Jim, what Jimmy just said is a thousand percent right. When they don't do it, you're like. Wow, he must right. not have Silences. their back. Yeah, the or when the GM is floundering and the owners don't speak up, you're like, ooh, you know. So like, it always is that chain of command thing. The the guy at the, the you know the higher on the food chain has to get the person's back. And if they don't during tumultuous times, and if they don't, that that almost as mm-hmm. Jimmy said speaks louder. So but Brad kind of had to step in here, yeah. And also, I think when you see frustration in in anybody it's a reflection of, of themselves. You can't tell me that he's not frustrated with the way things are going. So of course he's going to get annoyed or frustrated at some of the questioning, right. not to say that the questioning isn't fair, but he knows it already. You know what I mean? And, and he sees it. He's pouring over the film. Bobby, you said you saw him there at 11 AM on Wednesday. So it's not like he's not putting the effort. It's not like he's probably not staying up very late at night and losing sleep over some of these games. Yeah. So all of that stuff goes into play when you go through a streak like this. And, and this is, this is the hardest professional streak of, of his lifetime, right? Of his career. You know, at that's the what we level. wonder, Jimmy, how's he going to respond when they really hit some adversity? Sure. And I think we're seeing it and you know, it's not going to be perfect. And there's going to like anything in life, there's going to be things that you say or the way you say something that maybe in the heat of the moment, you, you wish maybe you could have said it differently or not said it at all. And I'm not saying that it rose to that level, but you know, you're being, you're being tasked with answering a line of questioning, you know, under the gun and sometimes your emotions can come back can get the best of you but you know credit to them tonight the players showed up for him um you know like i said our obviously earlier jalen brown had a really strong second half to this game you know tatum gave you 30 obviously he wasn't the star of this game um smart's return al horford was big so guys respond to Derek white we mentioned him already um and i think you know this was exactly the type and again this isn't a top five win and i know they didn't even play great for long stretches people keep saying that in the chat but at the end of the day, the result is a win and you go into the, a big, big game on Christmas Day on a positive note. You know, you don't have to answer questions after the game. You know, is it time to, you know, is it time to make some changes? Is it time to really switch things up? You know, what's going on here? You put that all beside you and sort of build a little bit of momentum. Enjoy your Christmas Eve tomorrow and get ready, get in the right mindset for um, the Bucks. Yeah, start making your pies. Yeah, start. John's already John. The oven at four set four twenty already. Or, or Bobby, what? you got a bolt. You my, can go, buddy. Yeah, my last point is my whole feeling about Joe entering this year period was that regardless of Joe's abilities, and I think he has proven his abilities to some degree. Again, I think we all said this isn't about Joe the other day. The players were going to have to set a tone, and I think there's good evidence that the players really set the tone for what they were doing earlier in the year. And then tonight, they come out with great energy. I love Horford after that big run, like, holding up the tee. I don't know if he was, like, mocking, like, a timeout the other way. That was great. Good energy. Smart was flying all over the place. 
this was just square one, I think, of getting back on their feet. It wasn't a perfect game, but so much stuff to feel good about. It's not. But here's the contract with the players coach, okay? And I'm not saying Missoula's a flat-out players coach, but if Ime's a tough guy and Joe's a let-them-play guy or Brad was a let-them-play guy, the contract you have between player and coach in that in that scenario is the, the players have to show up to not make an asshole out of the coach. If the coach is going to yeah. let you be you and do your thing because he's going to either trust you or he does, wants to treat you like men or or treat you with respect and let you do your thing let you be loose let you be free let you make live through mistakes you can't make an asshole out of him as soon as you do that contract is broken so they they, they hung him out to dry a little bit they have to show up for the coach you cannot just stop doing it because then it's like guys what am i doing what are we doing here you know so that's how it works if you have the taskmaster you know when you play one of those games you're going to run back into the locker room He's not going to say a friggin' word to you. And then it's going to be like, oh, man, tomorrow's going to be so bad during film. You know, you have those coaches. Joe, I don't know know what kind of guy he is yet, but they had to show up, and it is on the player. So Bobby's got to go. He's got to do Celtics reporter things. Merry Christmas. Merry we'll see Christmas, you, Bobby. Bobby. We'll see you Sunday. All I bro. want for Christmas is you, buddy. We'll see you on, uh, we'll Bobby, see you on Sunday. We still have to discuss your your music, your Christmas music, and your and a couple other comments. We'll have to do that on the Christmas Day game. Well, check it out. Though. I think that episode of those things will be coming soon. Uh, yeah, we, we, we have said. we have to dive in live. I think a little bit, but yeah, we will be discussing them. Yeah, the, bye guys. See you, buddy. Peace. Um, so um. Jimmy and I'll put two. a bow on it. We'll talk a little bit about the Bucks as well. Um, and uh, in preview. No charade tonight? Damn. No charade. Uh, but we are going to have a full house, I believe, on Christmas. Before we transition over to the Bucks, um, tell you guys once again about another one of our sponsors. And again, our oh, cup yeah. runneth over. We've got a, yet another sponsor coming on board. We've got to do extra long shows to squeeze all these guys in in the new year. <laughs> we'll tell you all about it. I'll sneak it out on Sunday. I don't even know this one. I'll give you guys a preview of who it is. Um, it's a sponsor we've had on before, uh, and it's one that I think is going to be perfect for you heading into the new years. Actually, mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you after this one. I don't want to. I don't want to get yeah, an can, AG's can, way. Can, can, can we pay this bill first? Let's pay. Let's let's pay these bills. Athletic Greens again. It's about that time of year we're filled with. You know, you've you've had. Oh my god, with dude. pie. Uh, and whatever it is. And we all know we kind of get at our worst at this time of year. You shut it down. You let things go. It gets dark outside. And then you don't go to the gym as much. And you're just powering down. And you got to start it back up again. So really good opportunity here if you are looking for that kind of perfect, like, let's kick it into gear for the new year sort of thing. Athletic Greens is probably the supplement that you want to align yourself with. Um, 75 vitamins and minerals in one little scoop you dump it in the water in the morning it takes care of all of your health needs mental clarity alertness energy focus gut health everything that you could imagine um it is uh it doesn't matter what diet you're on it's paleo friendly keto friendly whatever that is uh virtually no sugar at all highly endorsed um uh, products, celebrities healthcare professionals um doctors uh athletes use it thousands and thousands of five-star reviews really is a terrific product so again time to take ownership over your health um and go grab some of this right now athleticgreens.com slash garden we're going to make it easy on you we're going to give you a gift one year supply vitamin d five free travel packs when you go to athleticgreens.com slash garden we will also give you a phenomenal t-shirt if you have look at uh, that thing 
That's beautiful. You, if you've made a purchase, uh, we have a spot for you. Um, we'll, we'll send you a form. You fill it out and bang, we will send you a T-shirt, uh, which we would love to do and we're happy to do. Tweet me your tweet me your pictures of of you in the phenomenal T-shirt at Christmas dinner. That's what I yeah. want to see. That's a Christmassy. Let's get some green in there. Totally, um, Jimmy. Let, before we move on to the bu- uh, Bucks, any thoughts? real quick, John? Yeah, yeah, one last thought on AG. If you guys haven't gotten a gift yet, you want something thoughtful? It's not too late. Toss toss a little AG uh, subscription or even a one time purchase. Use the gift code. Get a couple extra travel packs, and uh, that's a nice thoughtful gift for a loved one. Shows you that you're thinking about them. You care about their health and their well-being. All right. Hey, uh, Judah. I hate to break it to you, buddy. Dude, Judah. We've been spending 20 freaking years in these locker rooms, dude. You got to do some homework, man. Dude, I'll be honest. <laughs> I appreciate Judah coming on in this show. I yeah, do. I, I, I do. He, I don't think I th- you know. I think he comes on to every show, but he, I'll be honest. He kind of hates on us like from start to finish, but he can't help it. Some people are just addicted to the game, and that's fine. We'll turn them. We'll turn them by the end of the year. I see yeah. you, Judah. I see the hate. It's I've never been up. in a locker room. It's Judah. so much easier to hate than to love people. Just <laughs> you know what? Make that a New Year's resolution. Turn some of that hate around. Okay. Turn some of the hate around, or maybe ask some questions first before you say dumb shit. Um, but that's hate. all good. Uh, anyway, I love, uh, by the way, I, I love my haters, man. They get me up in the morning. I got. Oh, I got to make yeah. sure. I, I got to make sure. I I give them something to hate. You know, so I keep getting up every morning for my haters. My haters kind of like me. Kind of. Some of them really they, no, hate they, me. No, they hate how much they like you. That's <laughs> what it is. They hate how much they like you. Um, so uh, any thoughts? Uh, on, and Judah, we're just busting balls here. but We, we are. We, we are we, we we've are. covered a lot of sports, my man. Um, <laughs> in we person like Judah. We, we like years we, anyone years who watches. <laughs> Anybody who watches, we're, we're all family here. Um, but yeah, we're John, all, John, we're John's been in more locker rooms than I would say all the Boston reporters combined, probably, that are currently covering sports, you know, yeah. age 35 and younger. Dude, I have athletic greens, man. Where is it? Judah, just look at this guy. Look at him. He's literally a walking, talking athletic green. I have it. I have it. I even face had it green. Back here. He's literally an athletic green. I have yeah. it. Um, I have it at my and I have it at my place. Unfortunately, I'm not at my place right now. We didn't. didn't that's what the stuff. travel packs are for. I'm we'll send them to fall. you. Yeah, I only got five. All right. Um, so Jimmy, um, I mentioned it a little bit. I don't want to harp on it, but the bench really has um, turned into a pumpkin here. Um, yes. That's a little worrisome. Uh, you know, Grant was. Eh. Uh, Hauser, man, like, he's Hauser is look. This is what's scary about Hauser right now, because like I said, we said this before. He's in like Peyton Pritchard land. He's got a, he comes out, and if his first three goes, he might get a few minutes, and if it doesn't, he's done. And he's just he's catching it and just puking it up immediately, and and it without setting his feet without anything, it looks like a shot put. Um, his feet aren't set. He's not ready for it. He's just hoping it goes in, and uh, it, it's not. He lost his mojo, man. He's lost his and so what happened? He he was the first guy off the bench, um, and uh, and and he played seven he minutes in his first stint, and then never again. Um, that's not great. It's not great. I mean, it's kind of reminds. It's listen. If if you're you have one main job, and that's just to one job shoot from the outside, yeah, and score and shoot three pointers and hit them. So I think you know you only get so many misses at being a a, a role player. You know, you're not going to be Jason Tatum and just be allowed to just shoot until you until you finally hit one. So he's he's going through something right now. My only concern is that like he kind of came out of nowhere to begin with. So 
who is who really is, you know who really is he ren you know send I mean? me your info send me your info yeah, who is he? We don't know. That we couldn't figure it out in the beginning, Jimmy. Well, the Celtics couldn't figure it out either, John. There's a reason why I didn't trust him at all last season and why he stayed in Maine, right? And then he came in gangbusters to start the year, and we're all like, the Celtics don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know talent when they see it. So he's kind of regressed a little bit. And he's not the only one. And when you look at the when you look at this bench, and there were some experts, experts who and I say experts in quotes because whatever. There were some there were some talking heads who questioned the depth of this team before the season started. Maybe they're right, you know, because when you look at the roster, you know, you've obviously got a very established player in Malcolm Brogdon. Grant Williams has his days right now. He certainly doesn't. $20 million player right there. Give it, give him the bag. Derek White has, you know, had a successful career, but I think we can all agree his Celtics career has been very up and down after those players. What are we really working with here? We're not really working with much. Um, so it's not a very deep team. You need those bench players to basically be playing at the top of their game. And we're not even sure where that is. Again, when you go, go back to Hauser, go back to Grant, you know, these aren't guys that have been doing it for a long time. So aside from Brogdon, who when he's healthy and, and, and luckily for the most part, he has been this year, great player that you can depend on off the bench. Derek White, I have some trust issues with still. I understand that he's, uh, you know, a plus defender. And when he is feeling confident on the offensive end, there's reason to be okay with it, but I'm still not quite there with, you know, again, I have some trust issues and I have to work through them. I understand that. But after that, really, what are we talking about? I mean, even, even Missoula hasn't shown really much trust in a lot of these guys on a regular basis. You can go down the line, Cornette, Von Lay, Pritchard, Blake, I mean, no, none of these I mean, guys look, are getting it's consistent Grant, playing time. It's Grant, it's Rob, it's Brogdon, and that's it. So well, you're Rob, deep. Rob should be in the starting lineup, which is going to, what? It's going to move, you know, White to white, the bench. White so, back yeah. down, and then you're yeah, looking so at white, white, white. If you do do that, you're you looking at a White, white Brogdon, Brogdon and Grant. You've white got an eight-person rotation, with which some is fine when minutes, to playoffs. Sprinkled yeah. in about eight to ten Cornette minutes, uh, and that's about it, you know? Uh, and then once a week. But where's your – yeah, you don't have much depth. You know, when it comes to the bigs, right, still, you never did, and you, it doesn't look like you're going to. You really do, and I hate to say it because you don't want to depend on it, but you kind of need to hope that somebody gets bought out, right, at that at that deadline, and that you kind of get lucky and you make sure, you, you know, the Celtics theoretically should be in a position where they are definitely a team that a, uh, a proven veteran who's looking to win a championship is going to want to go to. It's going to be them. It's going to be them, the Bucks. you know, guys love going to Miami and – you know, a couple other teams that'll be in play, but you really have to hope that the right guy, and I don't know who it is. That's probably a question for Bobby and we can have a, a whole topic on that sometime, but it goes back to you're pretty thin. You're one injury away from being extremely thin. Right. And if these guys aren't playing up to snuff and again, it goes Grant Williams, you know, we can look at Derek white aside from today. Um, you know, these are guys that you kind of need for 20 plus minutes a game in order to, to be, winning at the clip you want to win at because you can't depend on 40 from Tatum and 30 from Brown every game or, or 30 from Tatum and 28 from Brown every game. You just can't. Nope, you cannot. Um, but you got it tonight and that was good. But it's again, it's one of those um, starters. You got it tonight, but you haven't gotten it in the last few games and those guys have been nowhere to be found either. 
Yeah, thank so, you. Super chat here. We've talked about this. Uh, we do appreciate it, Michael. Thanks a lot. It's an interesting um, uh, huh. conversation about the third all-star, and if it is somebody, it has to be Marcus. Thanks, but Michael. again, statistically, it's going to be difficult. I do agree, though, that defensive player of the year does carry, and a team in the team with a record like the Celtics have ca- does should carry and get you three yeah. all-stars. However, if they come back down to earth as they've been lately, and they're kind of a if they were a runaway super dominant team that it was was playing at like it you know, 80 winning percentage clip heading into the all-star break. It would be really hard to not give them three all-stars. I think it's going to be really hard to give them three all-stars just because Marcus. There's so much talent in the league. If Marcus was at the third, if Marcus was 14, 15 points per game with the assists, I think you have a shot. It's going to be really hard to get him in. Uh, And yeah, you're right. I mean, our test, the artist formerly known as Ron Artest. World Peace. um, Chandler, those guys. Yeah, they didn't have. You know what, though? Artest certainly didn't have. Yeah. I think Marcus Smart is collectively our MVP, and I think, I think we get his worth. I think Marcus Smart gets it. He might get Mar- it. Marcus Smart's value to an All Star game, if you're trying to win it, is probably pretty minimal. They're not really playing defense. I know that it's like the format's changed, and it actually has made it a little bit more fun and competitive. But I don't see him really being in the game at any important part. Like, like I just, if it's from a strategic point of view, I just, or if it's if it's from a viewership point of view. I don't know if he's their guy. Again, I know his worth to the Celtics, and I think at this point you're a fool if you've been watching the Celtics for the last however many years since Marcus Smart's been in the league, and you don't understand his worth, and you don't understand why he is so um, you know, likable and hashtag winning plays, then you're just not paying attention. But it's not going to always trans- – it's not going to ever really translate into statistics when it comes to points and you know all that stuff. So if you're casual, as they say – you're going to be scratching your head if Marcus Smart makes the All-Star team. We we would get it, but I, I don't think the national audience really wants to. They're going to be like, "What?" cuz he's going to he's going to leave out somebody who's got some like a exactly. or somebody who's got from some a team stats. that's not being represented. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that's going to it's the Middleton pick from last year, you know? That it's the same exact thing. Middleton, but I mean Middleton's stats were close though. That's the thing. It, it just there was probably two three guys statistically that looked like they were better, but you had, you know, coaches and people who vote on it say like, "Yeah, we do value winning." And you got to you got right. these guys are sacrificing parts of their game. It's like the big 3 Celtics. I mean, Garnett's, you know, points per game went way down here, but he was, he's, he's having a, 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 I mean, he was. I don't MVP. even know if that would, yeah, I don't even know if players would even be willing to do that anymore. And it right. wasn't even that long ago. It's just the, the league is so different now. Yeah. So, um, so we, we do want to transition and Jimmy and I'll kind of wrap it up here when we talk, uh, talk a little bit about the Bucks. Um, you know, couple nights ago it was like oh bucks are going to crush them bucks wow, are 18, in a huh? bucks bucks um bucks are in a little bit of a bad way right now middleton missed tonight's game uh we don't know what his status is for christmas uh, um, i hope he plays come on they've lost two straight um you know 3 of 5 um you know they're playing i mean they've lost let me see one, two, three, four, four out of their last seven, including losses to the Hornets, to the Rockets. They had that ridiculous one. They got they got Ingles back. They got croaked by the Grizzlies, and now they've lost to two of. So, if you're looking at the best teams in the East, supposedly we thought Jimmy. What a couple weeks ago we thought it was Celtics, Bucks, and everybody else. Right now it's Celtics, yeah. Bucks, Nets, Cavs, and they're going through the gauntlet right now. They lost to the Cavs a, a few days ago. They lost to the Nets tonight. And now they've got the Celtics. The Bucks are kind of on one right now, where they're they're in a little bit of a they're they're not in a great place. Um, so no, I'm not sure they're going through one. They're going through one right now. Um, and so it's not as 
I mean, let's 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 pull back a little bit because I think I got ahead of myself for sure. Um, thinking like, yeah, it's Celtics Bucks in the end, and no one can stop them. It's it looks like it's going to be more competitive here. Um, you know, obviously teams can separate, but um, you, it's you a know, long this, season. The matchup sure, looks and, a little and, different because a lot of people have been like circling it, like. You know, I'm assume, still personally assuming if the Celtics it. beat the Bucks, like the, the way they were playing, the coronation to the unstoppable beast of the East would be like when they go and croak Milwaukee on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, eh, you know, there's a lot of teams out there who are playing pretty well. You have lost to Cleveland twice. Uh, Brooklyn's starting to look a little bit better. I, I don't know that this game means as much as we put it up to be, but it's still very exciting because you haven't seen them yet. It is exciting. And you know what? We need to just appreciate that. It's just two awesome teams that are meeting at, uh, you know, the best day of the year, really, for the NBA. And it's going to be a primetime game. And if we can just micro look at that in a micro aspect, it's going to be awesome. You know, who knows what it's going to mean by game 82. But these are two of the best teams in the NBA. You can still make the case that they still are the two best teams, regardless of where they currently are, you know, playing over the last week or two. Um, I hope that Middleton plays because, again, I want to see them healthy versus a healthy Celtics team. I hope Rob plays for the Celtics, obviously. Um, but you're right. It's not just the winner of this game is the surefire number one seed for the, you know, going into the NBA finals. I still would expect both of them to be up there by the end. Um, but Nets are playing well. Philly's right there, to be honest. They've been, they've, I feel like no one's talking about Philly. Yeah. Um, and, and the Nets being good is quite the, uh, you know, I don't even know what the word, quite the what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, wrinkle and things. That's probably it. Cause I wasn't expecting it. I assumed, especially with the Kyrie stuff. And it was just like implosion city, Ben Simmons and all that. And here they are again, talent wins out in the NBA. And if these guys just play basketball, it's hard to argue that they aren't the <laughs> arguably yeah. the most talented team <laughs> in the NBA. So as crazy as it sounds. So that makes it fun though. You know, I want competitiveness. I want big games. I want to see, Hard fought series, so I'm fired it's up tight, for Christmas. Man. Yeah, I, it, I, I think we all assumed that Middleton was going to come back for the Bucks, and they were just going to take off, and that just hasn't happened. Um, same with the Celtics. We thought Raw was going to come back, and they were going to take off, and that hasn't happened either. Brooklyn, so, Brooklyn, eight games. straight games right now. Celtics twenty three and ten, half game up on the Bucks, uh, game and a half up on Cleveland, and only two games up on Brooklyn. That's won eight straight. The Sixers have won seven straight. Yeah, 19 and 12, three, (laughs) three games separate the top five teams. Pretty impressive. And the Knicks had won eight in a row, for goodness sake. And they just dropped two straight. So they didn't even know that. Exactly. Right. They came out of nowhere there um, to, 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 to rattle off eight straight wins and put themselves in the conversation. They're above the, they're above that cut line in the sixth spot. Philly, Mm -hmm. man, Harden had himself a stat line tonight. I don't know if you saw it. 20, 20, 21 and 11. Wow! What? Twenty-one times, twenty-one <laughs> freaking assists tonight. Wait, that doesn't make any sense, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Who scored all the points? Just all, just feeding it to Embiid. Others, I guess. I don't know. That's crazy, Damn. right? That is crazy. How many turnovers? Fifteen. I no. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I just saw somebody. I, I saw it on Twitter, and then I was just I was I was I was looking it up a little while ago. I'll pull it up again. But uh, and 11. Unbelievable. Against so, the Clips, huh? Yeah, so the Sixers are playing well, too. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, only three turnovers. Really incredible. 11 wow, rebounds. Yeah, that's, that's, 21, only six threes. 21 assists. Yeah. 
Unreal. And Embiid was 18 for 30. He had 44 <laughs> So the yeah, East solid. the East is real. Yeah, man. And you know what? I think a lot of people had the had Philly. Not a lot of people. But, well, yeah, a lot of people had Philly right up there with the Celtics, I think, to start the year. And some of them had Philly number one. So them sort of figuring it out is not a shock. It shouldn't be a shock to anybody. It just Sometimes it just takes teams a little bit longer to figure out what works and what doesn't. And they're going through certain health issues that half the time we don't even know about. And again, it's it's a long season. Teams are trying to figure out when to rest guys, when to play guys, and you know, playoff positioning. Oftentimes, some of these teams, home court, it, it is what it is. You know, you go into the you go into on the road and you band together, you win one, and now all of a sudden you flipped home court. It's not really the focus for a lot of these teams. They, I think, they do care about matchups, and if they can finagle their way into a favorable matchup, they will. But they're not fighting for a three seed versus a four seed. You know what I mean? It's it, so they're going to win, you know, enough games to be comfortable with where they are for, once the playoffs come around. And that's when the game changes. And that's why it's great that the Celtics are playing the way they are. But who's going to show up in the playoffs? You know, or which Celtics team is going to show up? Because we've seen already now we've seen two different teams this season, and and we've seen them last year in the playoffs go from a, a dominant team against like Brooklyn, for example. And then S the B against Golden State after going out to a lead there. So um, it's impossible to predict what's going to happen down the road. That's why I'm just fired up for this next game. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. We've been looking for, we've been looking towards it. And I'm sure the players have, they won't admit to it, but they're human and they hear and see everything that's going on. And they, and they know that it's a, it's a, you know, a, a game that they can gauge themselves at. So many teams want to gauge themselves up against the Celtics. This is a Celtics chance to, to, you know, go up against a team that they want to see where they're at. Yeah, it's fun. These are always fun games. And you want to see everybody uh, play. Gage. He said Gage, Gage. too. Look at that. Vibe music. Yeah. Shout out Gage. Thanks, Vibe. Oh, this one. Here's another one. Or Merry Christmas, he says. Merry Christmas, guys. And thanks for the great content. Can you remember a time when the Bruins and Celtics both had the best record in their leagues this late in the year? It's been fun. I can't remember, but John, you've you've been around for what 60, 70 years, seventy five years. I've been watching, yeah. Look back in <laughs> back in aught three. Um, I think it was forty nine that they were both. I mean, there was a lot less teams in the league, but uh, honestly, like the eighty eight Bruins, uh, the Celtics were still competitive then, uh, and the eighty eight Bruins went to the Cup. That was a really good team. Ninety Bruins actually had a better overall record. Eighty eight Bruins were a bit, I wouldn't say an underdog, but they weren't a juggernaut. Uh, they just had an awesome run in the playoffs. If you you guys want history tours, they got. Two I don't guys. think he wanted you to go go. Year they got year. two guys coming off the Olympic teams: Craig Janney off the U.S. team and Bob Joyce off of the Canadian team. Late push, it was like adding like two for a first liner and a second liner to an already good team, uh, and that kind of propelled them through the playoffs. There, they beat Montreal postseason for the first time in a long time. Those teams were both competitive. Obviously, that was the year the Celtics conceded to the Pistons, Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. You wanted oh, to know? I conceded. No, I didn't. Now you know. I, didn't. I just wanted to talk about this year's Bruins team. I think they're a blast. <laughs> John Olden and Bob Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Don't, they, if Bob Ryan would actually go year by year if he was on right now. <laughs> uh, damn. Okay, Ricky. I went to the Bruins game Monday. It was a blast. Um, they, it's the they best. Scored, they scored seven goals. I mean – just like keep doing this, keep keep scoring goals. This is this is so easy. Um, no, but shout out to the Bruins. I actually, I'm, I'm this old and I've yet to go into a locker holder, room. No big deal. Yeah, 
No, Bruins Bruins are fun. They won again tonight, 4-3 against the Devils. Yeah, they had a comeback, was it yesterday? Down 2-0? Yeah. Bees are buzzing. Yeah. The bees are absolutely buzzing. And you know what? You can tell that they're just having a blast. They love yeah. they they all in it. I guess typical like hockey guys, man. They just get along so well with each other. These guys love playing hockey with one another. I'm sure that they're just they're friends off the off the ice. I kind of get similar vibes with the Celtics. I think that they genuinely enjoy each other's company, and I think that does go a long way into success. So you can build a, a healthy culture, and you make it a like any workplace. You know, when you work, when, you know, John, we've we've had some awesome. You know, times just at NBC yeah. or CSN New England, just because it's fun working with the people there. You know, yeah. like it's just fun to go to work, and if you can go to work regardless of what it is and enjoy it, then that makes the experience that much better. It makes production a lot much better too. Yeah, well, in some um, cases, other cases you might just it is screw it is the it, whole time. It, it's it's fun to have a fun work environment. I loved hanging out with the web guys over there um, and talking to uh, obviously the late great Art Mar- Martone, rest in peace, Art. Oh. Um, Oh, yeah, our, who we, our, who, who our we lost tragically this year. Uh, Jimmy's former boss, a mentor. Yeah, absolutely. I, I considered him a mentor, even though I wasn't directly in his department. I learned a lot from him. Um, so now he's a nowhere. baseball. Talk about history. He was a baseball historian. He could literally go year for year in the Red Sox. Him and Sean McAdam would just sit down and like just bounce like whatever random team off of each other. And just they could talk baseball for I mean, they did talk baseball for hours and hours and hours. That's why I loved art. I would I would basically ask, like, come down and ask him, like, is it okay yeah. for me to think what I think right now? And he'd be like, yeah, I think yeah. so. And um, art, art would, you know, art might wake up and feel a certain type of way. And I, I'd check the website and it would just be like, all right, this is how we're shaping the news today. And then, like, you guys would probably run with something. And then, like, all of a sudden, John Henry's like at the podium, like, the next yeah. day, like, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I loved it. I, I'd go back and forth with him a ton. Uh, a little, a little digression, but honestly, our, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, absolutely, uh, man. Great, yeah. great, great guy deserves uh, deserves to be remembered and recognized. Um, for this super chat again, thanks vibes here. Um, uh, Merry Christmas. This guy's uh, all over the place. All over the place. Biggest coaching issues contribute to falling back on old habits behind besides the timeouts. I don't know. We kind of went over this, Jimmy. What, what do you think? Coaching issues that you think contribute to falling back. To- Oh, sorry. Happens. I lost it. That was an accident. Yeah. Oh, I got it right here. No, I don't. Okay. Well, I, don't, I didn't read it. I got it, it. I got it. There it is. Yep. What are your biggest coaching issues that you think contribute to falling back to old habits besides the timeouts? Okay. Uh, that's probably a better question for Bobby. He's more of the X's and O's guys. I'd probably just be talking circles, but... I don't know. What's your... What, what do you think? I mean, biggest I mean, I coaching some... issues? I mean, I, my, my thing with coaches... It's more just like, do they have a feel for the game in the moment? Can they get guys to sort of play for them? And and can they get guys to buy in? I don't feel that Missoula hasn't done that. I feel like he's been able to do that. I think there is a history there, obviously, because he was an assistant there over the um, over last season. So there's a comfortability there for sure. And there's a respect factor. Um, I, I couldn't I haven't seen enough out of him to know what type of an X's and O's guy he is. Um, you know, the fact that he's not super into calling timeouts tells me that he doesn't feel necessary to have like this Rolodex of, you know, ATOs that he, that he wants to run through guys. Um, so maybe that's just a part of his coaching that hasn't really developed to that point yet. Or maybe he's just not interested in that side of it. I think he's more of a guy that wants to get the players thinking a certain way. And that's probably what he partially what he learned under, um, under uh, what's his name? The uh, coach that we no longer talk Ime. about. Ime. Thank you. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, uh, 
I don't know if there's a good answer to that. Uh, yeah, for for me, yeah, stuff we've talked about here, I just think, and I think Jimmy kind of agrees, I think way too much attention is paid to coaches when things go bad. Such and such has to do this, has to do that. I'll say this, the timeouts is, a, is an annoying thing. I wish he did differently because I do think it's a coach's job in game to manage the game, to see what's happening, to kind of feel it. And what do you think, you know, what is what does your team need in the moment, whether it be a timely substitution or a timely timeout? Um, you know, who's got it, who doesn't have it, being able to come off your rotations because you see something in the game that gives you that makes you think differently. Don't be afraid to switch it up just because you had one unit playing in the first half. Don't be afraid to play him in the second. I actually like what he does with his rotations. I think he plays his stars a little too long, but that and the timeouts is, has nothing to do with them playing like ass for two weeks. That's just right. them playing. So Joe's timeout is not going to make them not play poorly. They just played poorly. So I don't think the habits are Joe. I think it I don't is. either. I think Joe's acknowledging they have to play to their strengths and their strengths are outside shooting. He he looks at the roster like we look at the roster and say, they don't have a bunch of guys that are going to bang down low. They don't have a yeah. bunch of guys, you know, aside from like really Jalen Brown, who was one of the best at it, they're going to be slashers, right? So they're going to live and die by the three. So credit to him for at least leaning into that and realizing that, okay, the shots are falling. We're winning games when they're not. This is the product that you get, guys. We're not just going to hundred. We're not going to be able to just do a one eighty and all of a sudden be this paint interior dominant force. They don't have the clientele to make that happen. So I don't have a ton of problems with with the coaching staff. I think, especially based on the fact that he was kind of thrust into this, you know, at a moment's notice. I think he's done a pretty commendable job. Um, you know, the the question basically wants wants us to question what we think is wrong without actually I, I don't think talking about what is... we actually think is wrong which to me it does go back to the timeouts I I want to I want I can't even comment really on some of his X's and O's and play calling out of timeouts because I just don't think we've seen enough and we haven't been put in that situation enough but um you know Bobby seems to be focusing on his um I guess attitude right now when things are going not the way you kind of want them to go so I'm, I am also sort of piggybacking off of that I want to see how he kind of responds to that and um, you know, to, we're, we're seeing it, I guess. To, yeah. To me, Jimmy, you lose the coach. The only thing that the thing that matters the most, all of that stuff, some of it makes a difference. Some of it doesn't, some of it makes less of a difference than we think it makes. Um, and it doesn't really factor into the overall kind of outcome or team play. I really do think the coach, I, I put it at two to 3%. Like, I just don't think that it's that big a deal where, but where I do think, I think that per, where Joe can run into problems, what we don't know, because we don't have a lot of nobody, even Bobby, who's there all the time and Sherrod, Josue, we don't have a lot of reporting behind the scenes in terms of how they're responding to him in practices and meetings and X, Y, and Z, you know, when a team the the coach there's only one thing you really have to worry about with a coach one if he's just dumb and just underprepared not putting the team through the drills doesn't yeah. really understand the game like not dumb but steve nash was not an nba coach okay he was not equipped to do it um they, it, was, it was he got kind of screwed too though it was clear they wanted more from him they wanted more coaching from him and he wasn't ready to right, coach. right right okay joe Missoula coaches them even if he's not Super experienced. He's a guy who prepares like crazy, understands the right. game, is a super hard worker. He didn't get worker. the job because he's Joe Missoula. Like Steve he's Nash, a worker. So it's not a question of whether he gets basketball and coaches them. He totally does. You only run one risk, and that's losing respect to the players or the players tuning you out. Or when you have tough times, being able to tell the players, 
stop playing like an asshole. Ime, being an ex-player, being older than them, having a little bit more gravitas, was able to mm-hmm. pull that out. Missoula at 34, you wonder, he kind of comes in and he's like, you were... That's what I think. They yeah. saw you. Like, I, dude, you were... Hey, look, uh, let's use an analogy. Like, you work in an office somewhere and somebody is like third in line and all of a sudden they're your boss and you're like, I kind of remember you when you were the guy like who would get yeah. my water. You know? <laughs> that could be a yeah. problem, but I don't think that they've... They, they haven't shown that. I think if right. they came out struggling, they would have had problems. I think he bought himself a shit ton of goodwill with their early start because the players had developed a little trust. Now they just got to not be assholes. That's it. Yeah, I think I think I think the Celtics wouldn't have named Missoula into this role if they got the impression that the players didn't respect him prior to that happening. You know, I don't think he was just like a guy like making copies, you know, at the printer all day. You know, he's a guy that really. They they took a liking to and they respected. Now I had a second to think about it. I, there, my only other gripe would be probably I think there's been times and again this might go back to timeouts a little bit too because he didn't could have theoretically called the timeout and done this. But like sometimes when things aren't going the way you want them to go, you know I know we just criticized the bench, but like try somebody else. There was a game I forget what it, who it was against. He just tossed in like Pritchard and Cornet, and those guys completely changed the game in the second half. They provided a crap load of energy and the Celtics ended up coming back and winning that game I feel like that doesn't happen a lot like he's pretty much ride or die with whoever the guys are that he's already thought of going in ahead of time he doesn't go to Pritchard a lot um in situations where maybe they need a spark you know there are situations again I know maybe I'm wrong but like there were times where like toss Von Lay out there maybe like he could just provide some sort of physicality down low I know Blake is a little bit limited in the amount of minutes and and games he can play in a row but Again, this is your bench, and I feel like there are times where just go to them a little bit more, you know, or or, or make the make a change um, with the five that are out there. Whether it's putting a um, Brogdon in for a little bit more time than I think he Brogdon gets a time. I think Brogdon should play more minutes. So Brogdon did not get a ton tonight at all. No, and I don't know why I'm solo right now, but I'll take I just it. did it. I thought it would be fun. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes I like to change graphics too. <laughs> well, I was like kind of towards the end of my point, but I think that would be my <laughs> that would be my biggest gripe aside from time timeouts is playing time for certain guys and not being scared to make an in game change to to maybe one way you were thinking when it comes to players. Yeah. Um, addressing this one again, vibes is just friggin'. I, I'm almost afraid to like shut it down because you know. Uh, yeah, we'll keep it going. Just keep it going here, but um, shooting threes at a high clip bills. when they're not falling, have an issue with them not attacking the paint. Yes, look, the coach can do that, um, and I think he does do that. I don't think he's watching them shoot a shit ton of threes and then saying after, guys, let's get back, let's get back to what we were doing before, attack the paint. But when you're out there, you're in a fight, you're just going to kind of do what you do, and sometimes you just lapse into bad habits. I think the three-point shooting stuff, the way that it went, and again, the regression to the mean being this, like them crashing so hard after yeah. being so high is really, that disparity is what got you. But I mean, this is like anything in life. If you do something and you experience success, like I play poker, you know, sometimes you're just, you're just on one of those streaks where you feel like you're catching everything, you know, you're, you're, you're just every, you're just flopping, you know, a set almost every single hand or you're catching stuff on the turn of the river. So you start to get yeah. cocky and then all of a sudden you stay in with the exact same hands and then, you know, five, six, seven straight games, you're like, Jesus, I'm not hitting anything anymore. It just happens. You start to get cocky. You play a little loose. Um, you get away from what was working from you. You get away from your fundamentals. And and that's that's what it was. So the Celtics were 
were just so used to just almost every three that they took. If half of them are going in, they all seem like good shots, but they stopped working for them a little bit. So again, I thought they worked for some of them a little bit more tonight than they, than they had in the past, but it's just bad. You get into bad habits. It is what it is. Facts. I really got, I got PTSD for a second. Yeah. No, I, I, I do. I do want to do a, I, I do want to do a, uh, we haven't done an apology came in a minute. I want to do a full show, a full show of apologies. Like, a, Oh, we totally should. It's yeah. almost like a, like a festivist, but it's or a festivist, instead of yeah. grapes, instead of grapes. We should have done a festivist show. I thought about if anyone that could too. do it, we could. <laughs> would it be grapes with one another? <laughs> well, we could do one of those too, but it, it would be probably gripes with the Celtics, gripes with the with NBA the in general, just the world yeah. in general. Maybe we could go on all day with it, but. <laughs> yeah yeah no or doubt Christmas. about it yes um vibes come on man i got i'm gonna shut it down because i want you to keep the i want i, I want you to keep your money hey sh- yeah shout out vibes man we appreciate it but also <laughs> we appreciate everybody everybody who watches we appreciate all, all of you, you know, and again we, a lot we, of, we absolutely- didn't post a lot of them but i do see i do see as many of them as i can see sometimes yeah. they're just coming rapid fire I, I can't catch up to them but yeah um yeah i should have um, commented on regressions with me long ago Atonement hour is exactly what I was thinking because I have a few things I want to atone for, um, for yeah. sure, um, <laughs> and I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah, at some it, point. And it is, I agree, Andy. Fun chat tonight. Uh, everyone's in a good. Yeah, you know, we're all in better moods after after a, after. Oh well, yeah, you know, and we get it. It's one win, and, and people always. And I just saw a comment. It's like these guys always overreact to the, overreact to the losses. It's like I think we're properly reacting after losses and after wins i mean I, I don't know like what are we we're just going by what we see same when we when we criticize players we're going off of what we see we're not hating we're just going off of what we see and we'll praise the players too so same after a win and a loss yeah we'll criticize the hell out of them after a loss but it wouldn't be fair if we didn't praise them after a win and this wasn't even a great win but anyone who's been on a team a win is a win you get into the locker room you know, you walk off the court after a win. You don't really care how you got it. You don't care who it's against. You got the job done. You move on to the next one. You have a little momentum. So that's all you can ask for. And again, big game coming up on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, everyone's gonna be fired up. Everyone's gonna be, you know, hopefully, in a good, hopefully you got what you wanted under the Christmas tree, and, and all the vibes are good going in the game. Yeah, I'm glad that they don't play tomorrow. I think Tatum would have missed the game. You know, wrapping gifts for Deuce. Yeah. So right. luckily we got they got they got an extra day. The twenty sixth is off, you know, <laughs> day after Christmas off. Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah. So yeah. So anyway, we're good. We we do appreciate uh 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 we do appreciate all of you. We appreciate this comment and comments like this, and we appreciate you guys um being generally cheerful tonight um and uh you know spreading uh it some must kind be of yeah, thank you, Rad Dog. Must good be the vibes. spirit. Good vibes, spreading some Christmas spirit as we do head into Christmas. Uh, we are going to shut it down um, and uh, and let you guys uh, get to whatever it is you need to get to because uh, tomorrow's a busy day of shopping for some day. of us. Yeah, probably driving to you know one family member to another. You got to finish your Christmas shopping. You got to do some cooking. John's probably got three pies in the oven tomorrow. I bit off more than I could chew. I always say I'm going to keep it simple, and I went too far again. Well. You kind of have some, don't you? Kind of have to recover from th- the Thanksgiving gate pie that we had? it worked out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked out well. It, like I said, Laura recanted. She her did, statement. but like the damage is already done at that point. It was, it was, it hurt. 
it hurt. It was like, <laughs> yeah. you ever see the Chevy Chase Comedy Central roast? I don't know. Probably not. Oh, God. It was, it's, it's epic because, like, he thought he was going to be surrounded by friends. It was a bunch of people who didn't know him, and they just basically told him how unfunny he was and what an <laughs> asshole. And when he got up to deliver his normally, like, your, your roast at the very end, he yeah. just goes, well, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> So the pie thing—it's all kind of true. <laughs> it's true. The pie thing hurt. Yeah, um, yeah the pie thing hurt. No, I got a lot. I got a lot to do. I got a lot to do. Yeah, we all do. But you know what? Let's not remember. No, let's not Luis- forget. The true spirit of Christmas is not gift giving or pie making. It's well, yeah, it is actually. It's, How about it's Luis remembering my wife's name? Yes. No, you just said it. Did I? Okay, I thought I was yet. like, that's a good catch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be creepy. She didn't, she didn't take it back. She was, she was, she was over, she was overruled by massive forces. Her brother, who's a big foodie, was like, what are you talking about? That pie was awesome. So to be honest, she's like, she's like, she's she's like, it's fine. It's fine. You know what the issue she had? It's fine. And she like pulled you off the floor as you were crying. She's like, no, it's fine. I actually really (laughs) did like it, John. I was wrong. Stop talking pies. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, she took it back. She saw me, like, about to jump out the window, and she <laughs> took it back. That, the, 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 the meme with the guy drinking the Clorox, you know, and yeah, trying to throw yeah. himself off the... Yeah. <laughs> that was me. He's joking. Yeah. <laughs> when you say, you hate the pie. That was me yeah. after the pie. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, no. We, we're no, no pie. We're, pie. Doing, we're doing uh, pumpkin cheesecake pie. squares. Okay, so you took a pie and you cut it into no squares. pumpkin cheesecake. Yeah, squares because we got to share. Is cheesecake a pie? No, we got to share. Is it a cake? I don't know. It's a I tough would say, one. I would say cheesecake is a pie. I would say a hot dog is a sandwich. Yeah, and we're doing brownies with little like little candy cane kind of peppermint crumbles. Oh, okay. A little so you yeah, a little, yeah. little candy cane like. Yeah, little little crunch like brownie can- crunch sort of thing. Yeah, little candy cane bay. I hate mint, but the, the the family likes it. I think mint's for brushing teeth. I don't put it in my desserts, but I like I'm, um I like mint chip ice cream. Actually, believe it nah, or not, doing it for everybody else. Well, now we know what to do to keep you away from everyone's food. Just sprint a little uh, little peppermint on there. It's a two meal day. That's the downside with Christmas because I do brunch with the, like a frittata and like French toast and a be- and a berry compote and like the, and then we eat again. And what's the, the downside that it's not three meals? The snow because I got to prep two, and then the second one oh, is like right, short right, right. ribs and blah blah blah, and a bun- and then it's like a protein course. It's a friggin' dude. Long you know, really, you're, we're, there's going to be like thousands of people that are watching this that are like not going to have two awesome meals on Christmas. You're like, yeah, it sucks, man. I'm gonna have this amazing, but I gotta make this huge dinner. That's I gotta true. make gonna it. Make you, 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 but you love. You're that type of guy who loves to complain about, loves to make it so we can complain about making it. But yes you and love no. Making it. I love making it, but I always overextend it, uh, and then I okay. then I then You're I people freak. pleaser. Then I freak. Then I stress because I'm like, ooh, one more thing. This would be great. Let's add this. You know, just sitting there yeah, trying yeah, to like yeah. get it done. <laughs> but that's you. You you kind of need that. That's like yeah. kind of you need to be stressed. You couldn't yeah. just low key casually make like a meal. That's you need to be like, oh shoot. You know what? Now I'm gonna like make a rack of lamb. I think I have. I think I have time. And then it's yeah. like. Now you're stressed. Four short ribs all day. Yeah, just yeah, screaming yeah, yeah. to my short order cooks, you know. <laughs> hey, empanadas are sweating. Empanadas are sweating. He's in the back. 86 cauliflower mash. Your kids are like, 
<laughs> running around like trying to help you out. They're four years old. They're ugh. Luis, I'll tell you this. Will I be on Phantom Gourmet? No. But one of my early jobs was as a producer on Phantom Gourmet, believe it or not. No kidding. Yep. Yep. What happened? I was, I was, was that just, just a doing stepping stone, or did you get caught like uh, you know eating the ingredients? No, I was just as a side hustle. I was doing the hidden jewel um, each week. Um, so we sometimes I would go on the shoots, and you know we'd work it out, and I'd kind of so you're produce kind of it. the phantom, and then I would uh, edit them. Yeah, you're, you're almost like you. You might be the phantom in all this. It was fun. Interesting. It was fun. Huh. I love that. I oh yeah, we do food all day. Who won, what fellas? It? Yeah. Who won? Oh. Um... Who's winning? It's like that uh, Zoolander. Who's winning the match? Or <laughs> who's winning the match? Um, hey, wow! I got, I got, I got something positive out of Judah. Look at that! I knew it was gonna happen. Me, see, me and you, Judah. You turned we're, him. We're so much sim- more similar than you ever imagined. I man. knew I didn't like him. Me and him are just gonna be. One day you're gonna walk in on us. We're gonna just be in mint chip, not like out of the same card. We're just gonna have our own. But I will say Oreo mint is better than mint chip if I'm gonna eat it. But I don't like either. Well, that just means you like Oreos more than chocolate chips, then. I think so. So you'd rather eat an Oreo cookie over a chocolate chip cookie, probably. No, just the chip. The chip. Okay. So you like chocolate chip over Oreo? Are you a double stuff guy or are you a regular Oreo guy? I don't think I've eaten an Oreo in about 30 years. Do people still eat those? I mean, yeah. they're Who, who aren't 10 years old? <laughs> gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll you kidding me? If somebody's like, you want Oreo, I'm gonna I'm gonna accept that offer. Thank Absolutely. you, Andy. No mint in anything. What about toothpaste? That's it. Mint for gum and toothpaste, not in desserts, guys. What's wrong with everybody? It's not like it, mint is not in every dessert, but like sometimes you just mix it up, and it's not. Whatever. It, I understand. I get it. I get why people wouldn't love it, but there's something about mint chip. Yeah, it's like the uh, the Andes, those little chocolates with the mint in the middle. You can't tell me that those aren't good. The Andes, Andes, like your grandmother had them. They're in the little green foil. Yeah, my grandmother, my grandmother definitely did not have them after dinner mints. Not yours. I don't know exactly what your grandmother had, but generally speaking, grandparents would have those. Yeah, chocolates with mints. No thanks. No thanks. That's I'll fine. pass. I mean, I don't want to like die on that hill. I mean, I like mint chip. That's that's pretty much it. But going back to my Oreo take real quick, I'm a regular Oreo guy. I think double stuff double stuff is, is gross. Too much. It's too much. It's too much. I don't so, I don't need all that in the middle. So I'll tell you this: the problem the people right people have Oreos wrong. You don't want more stuffing. You want less. the The filling is the worst part. The cookie's oh, yeah. the best part. Oreo it's not even is close. Right, Oreo is is the cracker part. The double right? stuff the is disgusting. Part. The filling is disgusting. You actually want to minimize that. Now they have thin ones. That's even better. Thin ones are great. I'm wondering if they're just going to do Oreo Oreo chips someday, and they don't even have the they don't even have the filling. I bet you there's people out there that would buy it. You can't tell me that people don't just want to eat the the cookie part of it. Well, you know, on a separate topic, I've never understood why some company hasn't come out and just created mac and cheese powder and just sold that, not made you buy some shitty six ounce, you know, box of pasta and you could just make it with any pasta. Um, but anyway, I digress. That's actually not a bad thought. <laughs> why don't we just well, now everyone now guard report now cheese sauce. There. Yeah, now it's out there for everyone to steal. But I think that's actually a billion dollar idea to be completely yeah. honest. Craft yeah. powder. Yeah, mint you is terrible. 
no free ads, but I think we all know what you were talking about. Yeah. Anyway, um, thanks, guys. We're wrapping mint, it up. Mint mac and cheese. Something to think about. Something to yeah. think about. A little sprinkle. Yeah. All right. Later, Anyways, guys. We're go. done. Celtics win. Everybody loves it. The Bucks, uh, 5 o'clock tip-off. We will have the full crew here in a small, short, how-you-doing garden report. We expect everyone's going to be. Uh, depends. If they win, it might go a little bit longer. We might get into some stuff. If they it lose, could. yeah, it's going to be very short. It could, but um, we are looking. Uh, get your, uh, get your, bring you know, bring your eggnog, bring whatever you know, bring whatever it is you like to sip on on Christmas. Drinks are we'll allowed. Have, we'll have some fun. We'll definitely have some fun. Um, and a Merry Christmas to everybody. Until we Merry- uh, meet again, uh, Christmas kind of night, I guess it'll be right. We will so. see you guys Christmas yeah. night. Okay, take care, everybody. Good night.